Isn't God good? Are y'all ready for the word? I'm proud of the two of you. You paid the price and you've only just begun. I told Lisa one time, I said, it'll take more faith to be married to me. She relied on her mama. I said, oh, don't rely on your mama. You're going to need all that. You're going to need a double faith to even be walk beside me, much less be married to me. She told me one day, she said, oh, my God, it was true. Get your Bible out and go to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians 6. I want to talk about the battlefield. What is it? It's your mind. We're going to talk about the battles of your mind. Why do I say that? The greatest battles you'll ever fight in this earth will be in your head. Every battle you have in your soul, your life depends on whether you win it or lose it. The greatest wars go on inside of you very often when no one else knows you're in a fight. And the problem with that is that nobody, nobody stands up and says, I'm having a war. I'm having a war in me. And yet if Satan can capture your soul, he can capture you. And he's after it. You have to decide now whether you give it to him or not. Amen. Now, before you leave today, we're going to get you free. And I'm going to teach you how to win the battle in your soul. Because it isn't your circumstance as much as you think it is. It's the way you think. Okay, are y'all getting that? Okay, so we're going to finally, we're going to start with Ephesians 6.10. Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Let me read off the Bible, not off the screen. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, every one of us have dealt with him. Some of you are dealing with him now. I'm preaching this for this reason. I want you to get over being ashamed that you're in a fight. And I want you to get over pretending you're not in one sometimes. You do not need to hide from everyone around you that you're having a big problem. It's not that we're asking you to whine and cry in your beer. It's just that you need to understand that when you're in a war with him, it's not because you're doing something wrong. It's probably because you're doing something right. God does not pick on losers. The, 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 I mean, the devil, the devil picks on you because you're anointed, because you're a winner, because you're a son of God, because you're a child of God. And he knows that he needs to stop you. And the only way he stops you is by getting in your soul and getting you to quit. I've, I've faced many a battle. And there are times I didn't tell anyone because I don't want you to agree with the devil. The devil said, you're going to die. Don't, I don't want you to agree with him. I'll live and not die and preach the gospel. I'm blessed coming in and blessed going out. And usually when I'm saying those things, it, is, it looks like it's the opposite. So we're in a fight. We're in a fight. We're in a fight in America today. 
When's the last time you had a hard time reading your Bible? When's the last time you had a hard time going to church? When's the last time you struggled just to pray? You're in a fight. When's the last time your flesh reared up? When's the last time your mind went south? And you started having thoughts that definitely were not God. Does that mean they're yours? No. The Bible says don't take the thought. Don't take it. It may come, but leave the door shut. Someone knocks on the door, you don't have to let them in. But we need to talk about this so that you're, you go back into fight mode. The Bible says we're wrestling. Wrestling. That means that there is a war. And you're the determining factor of whether you win or lose. Not God. You go, oh, God, help me. Oh, help me. Oh, help me. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Well, why do you think he gave you the Holy Ghost? And we're, I'm getting ahead of myself. Say, I will win this. I will win all the battles. I always triumph. Yeah, you will. All right, let me finish reading this. I'm, I'm already preaching like crazy, and I ain't got read my scripture read yet. We do not wrestle flesh and blood. Oh, my God, you think we do with the people on this earth? You think, oh, oh this is a Democrat. <laughs> Some of you go, oh, it's a Republican. It's all one party. Never mind. I keep going political on it. Anybody can't figure out to shoot down a balloon. It's just not real bright. A balloon from China. What should we do? One old redneck went out there with his 30 6 said, I'll take care of this. Don't you wish it could? All right, never mind. We're not wrestling flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. You have an enemy. You have an enemy. And it isn't your parents. It isn't Christians in this church. It's not your spouse. Yes, it is. No, it's not. They might get full of the devil every once in a while, but the, you can bind that thing. I had a man I worked for one time who was a spirit-filled Christian, and he, he would rant and rave, and one day I got tired of it. I mean, he was over there just blowing a gasket, and I said, Satan, shut up in Jesus' name, and he shut up. I didn't stop him, but I stopped the devil pushing his button. He didn't have enough sense to rebuke the devil. I rebuked it off of him. And he went, oh, no, I'm so mad. And I went, I do, you dumb thing. Never mind. If you rebuke the devil off your spouse, go in the closet. Because the next fight will be their flesh. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand, stand. Don't quit. Now, why, why does it happen? Why, is the, why are you even having problems? 
Because Satan wants you put the Bible down, quit praying, don't go to church. Whatever you do, stop it. Because as long as you're walking with God, and as long as you're walking in the Word of God, there's not a devil in hell that can defeat you. But God needs you to stand. You say, what? Listen, you say, you don't know what I'm going through. Oh, yes, I do. Where do you think I get my sermons? Do you think because I'm a preacher, I don't have no problems? I have more than you. If Satan takes you out, he knocks one pawn out. He takes me out, he takes four or five hundred people out. I deal with him way more than you'll ever dream of. Thank you. I've only been pronounced dead three times. I just don't cooperate. <laughs> and you think I haven't battled in my mind? When I had a doctor came to me one time and said to me, if we don't take your prostrate out, you're going to have cancer and be dead at 50. That scared the mud out of me. I went home and thought about it all day. I had a bad day until I picked up my Bible. And I said, well, if God is for me, who could be against me? And I'm blessed coming out. And Abraham's blessings are mine. And I with a long life, he'll satisfy me. And then I just said, Satan, you're a liar. You know, I had, to get the, I had to get that thought that was trying to steal my peace out of my head. Now, I know none of y'all have ever had that problem, but me and Nikki back there have. And her husband has a couple times, but not as much. Every once in a while, Zach does, but I don't, you know. I'm going to pick on you sometimes. Go, go with me to Colossians 2.13. Colossians 2.13. Say, today is a good day. And you being dead in your trespasses and uncircumcision, your flesh is made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. Amen. Let's go to the next one. Having wiped out the handwriting that were requirements that was against you, that was contrary, and he took it out of the way and nailed it to the cross. Aren't you glad that everything you've ever done wrong and all of the sins and all of the immorality, God took it and nailed it to the cross, and it went down in the region of the dam, and he did not come out with your sins. He left them there. Now, I'm going to say something to you, and this will blow your mind. I know some of you never heard this, and it's about time you started hearing some truth. I'm glad you're out of the dead church you came out of, and come in this one for a few minutes. Nobody on this planet goes to hell for sinning. Yeah, they do. And when I got saved, he he forgave me my sins. No, he didn't. You were dead. If you think I'm lying, go to the morgue, pull a dead body out, and say, if you straighten up. We'll let you out. How well do you think that is going to go? If you're dead in sin, it ain't got nothing to do with whether you smoke dope or not. You're not, you're not you don't, people don't go to hell for smoking dope. They go to hell because they're dead. But yet Jesus took your sin and bore it. Whose? Not, not yours, everybody's. On the earth? Yes. Well, then why are they going to hell? Because they've never accepted him. You know, y'all, that's called good news. Do y'all know what good news is? You walk up to a sinner, quit talking to him about smoking dope and red hair and green hair and purple hair and earrings everywhere. Just look at him and say, is Jesus Lord of your life? And they say, well, no, well, pray with me right now. I mean, make them get saved. And they'll go home that night and roll a joint and go, I don't feel like smoking this no more. I feel like a new creation. 
Ask Zach. I'm going to pick on Zach. Zach smoked enough weed to kill a normal person. Does he have no peace? You have to smoke weed. But when you finally get some peace, you don't need no more weed. <laughs> and God good. Say, God is good to us. Well, he took all of our sins and nailed it to the cross. All right, let's go on, let's go on. See, the devil don't want you to know. Having disarmed principalities and power, he made a public spectacle and triumphed over. He whipped Satan. Satan has lost all authority and everything that Adam gave, he lost it. He don't have any. But, he, but he's here. And what authority does he have? He doesn't have any. All authority, Jesus said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. And then he gave it to the church. So who has authority? We do. Except for there's one thing about the devil you need to know. He's a liar. That's all. That's, that's, that's all. That's all. The only thing wrong with America is that they all believed a lie. They all believe a liar. There's a liar lying to them and they went, <laughs> yeah, dumb as a rock. Amen. Well, what do you do when, when someone tells you a lie? How do you whip a liar? With truth. The devil can't whip you if you know the truth. Jesus said you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. You, you don't need to become a better Christian. He's already made you a better Christian. You're his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus. But the problem is you don't know that. And he whips you because you're ignorant. I'm just trying to be a better Christian. Well, why don't you quit? It's a losing battle. Why don't you start saying, I am a good Christian. I'm a new creation. Old things have passed away. Everything is new. He's delivered me from sin. I'm not a sinner. I'm the righteousness of God. I already am blessed. Now, see, once you start opening your mouth and truth comes out, the devil goes, I have no sense of messing with them. They already know the truth. It's pretty simple. This is really pretty simple. So why do you think the devil don't want you to read your Bible? You dumb thing. Because you'll learn the truth. Why do you think he didn't want you to pray? Because you can walk in the throne room of God and get anything you want. Why do you think he wants you to be mad at everybody? You don't know what they did. You don't know what they did. You just don't know what they did. Well, I don't know what they did, but you probably did what they did to someone else. And they're home mad at you for what you did. Somebody said to me one time, they were talking about me being imperfect. I went, Good God, put your list down. I have a bigger one if you ask me. You want to know all my faults? I'll tell you all of them. And when I'm done, I'll tell you how good God is. I'm not where I am today because I'm smart. I'm here because, I, because Jesus is Lord. Come on. You know, God, do you want a perfect pastor? You don't want a perfect one. You want to see me bomb and get on my knees and get right with God and get back up. So that you can do it. I'm glad that God wrote about what Peter did. I'm glad he wrote about. I'm, I'm glad he told us Peter denied Jesus and then Jesus went and got him. And then later he got up in the church and played the hypocrite. And Paul came in and slapped him upside the head. And then God still used him to write a letter and put it in the Bible. And if God will use Peter, he will use me and he'll use you. And Peter ain't all that, but God is all that. 
Boy, I'm glad that God is God. I mean, aren't you glad that, do you ever think about God writing a book and, and in, in, in his book, he wrote all his kids stupid stuff. By the way, I'm going to let you know about my son David and his girlfriend Bathsheba. But it turned out all right because they had a baby boy named Solomon that backslid, but I still used him anyway. Sign God. <laughs> and you're reading that going, I would have never told the whole world what my kids did. <laughs> but God does. I thought he cast it from the, yeah, he did. But he still wrote about it. And you're going, oh, no. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> Some of you, I don't know whether you're laughing because of joy or you're just crying over there. <laughs> Look at Romans 12.1. Look at Romans 12.1. Say, God is good. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, take your body, which is not saved, and do something with it. You know, my body is not a Christian. My body goes on a diet on Monday and has a donut Tuesday. Because I'm believing God that by Wednesday, I'll go back on my diet one more time. I'll go back on my diet. Someone says, how much weight have you lost this year? A hundred pounds. 20 down, 20 up. 20 down, 20 up. And I have to walk in there and go, body, shut up. Uh, you're not even going to be able to get in your suits if you keep this up. And so now right this moment, at this moment, I'm back on keto. Don't ask me next week. Leave, it al leave me alone. <laughs> Aren't you proud of Josh Brown? He I'm afraid he's going to disappear on us here. I can't stand looking at him. Drives me nuts how well he's doing. And he's going, I've been drinking broth and eating eggs. And I'm going, shut up, shut up, Josh, shut up. No, he's doing good, isn't he? If he can do it, say, I can do it. Say, body, get under. No. I'm <laughs> Is it true, Nikki? It's true, Nikki. Okay. Nikki's finally over there going, amen, it's true. All right, let's go in the next one. I didn't even want to stop there, but I had to. Verse 2. Verse 2. Verse 2. Love is patient. <laughs> if you're not here on Wednesday night, you're missing a lot of really good preaching. <laughs> and do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you can prove the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. You'll never prove the will of God. I don't know why God. I don't know why God. I don't know why God. Well, that's because you don't read your Bible. You don't know truth. You get your mind right, and you can prove the Bible's true. But if your mind is never renewed with the word of God, and you stay carnal, you'll never prove the word of God to be true. You'll never see God. And a lot of it, God is not, you're not waiting on God. Oh, I'm just waiting on God. I'm waiting on, no, you're not waiting on God. He already did everything in you he's going to do. Hey, you're born again. You're made righteous. You've been, you've been, your, your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and he gave you the greater one in you, and now he gave you, and he said, now you, 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 
do something with your mind. Do something with your thought life. And whether you have good thoughts or bad thoughts is totally up to you. God's not controlling what's coming in your head. But you are and you can. So you want things to change? They change in your soul first. Amen. Now, you, now, you, now there's, it's a wrestling match. It's, a, it's quite the match. It's a match you're going to win. Okay. Say, my best days are ahead. All right. Now listen to this. Satan's defeated, and we're here to enforce his defeat. We're not here to whip the devil, but I'm here to enforce what Jesus did. When he comes along and says, well, I'm going to do this, I go, no, in Jesus' name you're not. Now why do I need to say anything? Because, I'm, because you, if you're going to get in a battle with him, you will lose if you're in the silent battle. You will lose by default. Why do we have police? They're not, they're not creating laws. They're enforcing them. Why does God put the church in the earth? We are to enforce Satan's defeat. He's defeated. But he's not defeated in you if you don't stand up and talk back. No, so so let, let, let me just throw something at you. And I'm gonna, uh, I, I pray you don't get mad at me. If you meet a person who doesn't know there's a devil, they're not a spirit-filled Christian. Because after you get full of the Holy Ghost, the next person you meet will be the devil. Because the Holy Ghost is going to take you in the wilderness and say, uh, uh, Daryl, meet devil. Devil, meet my son. And now he'll say, son, whip him. Do you understand that? You say, oh, I got saved, and I walked in that church, and I got filled with the Holy Ghost, and I got home, and all hell broke loose. Good. It's about time you ran him out of your house. But the Holy Ghost comes on the inside of you to help you enforce Satan's defeat. And that's called the fight of faith. Fight. 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 And it, and it don't look pretty. It, it, it looks ugly sometimes. You, a devil, I bind you in the name of Jesus. Listen, if your family members don't understand that, you need to leave the room and go someplace else because they'll think you've lost your mind. Well, the, last week they were in there worshiping God. Now they're in there talking to the devil. <laughs> I have to tell this story, and I, and I hope Nancy, my sister, if she's watching this, forgives me. But when Nancy, my sister, moved up here, you understand my sister Nancy is the one that died and went to hell. Nancy died and went to hell. And I'm in a prayer meeting in Pine Hills, and the Holy Ghost came on me and said, pray and pray now. Now, it's called intercession. True intercession. And I began to groan and cry in the Holy Ghost because intercession is when you take the place of another person. And I began to cry, I'm lost, I'm lost, I'm lost. And I'm praying in tongues and I'm groaning and the Holy Ghost going, don't stop, don't stop, don't stop, please don't stop, please don't stop. And I'm praying Nancy out of the region of the damned. Nancy comes out of the region of the damned and I said, God, who am I praying for? Who am I praying for? He says, you're praying for Nancy. Call her. Well, she had left her husband and gone to Boston and she left a bad man to go to a bad man. That's what happens when you don't have no sense. You jump out of the fire and jump out of the pot in the fire. Yeah. 
So Nancy's up there, and, and, and she said, I, I left my body, and then went down into hell. I said, yes, I know. And she didn't understand what I said. I said, get down here. Got her born again, filled with the Holy Ghost. And she moved up here for a while, and Brooke, her, 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 number, her two-year-old, was severely retarded. Now, when you do drugs and you have children, eh, stuff happens, you know, you just... I'm not here to condemn Nancy. I'm just telling you that her former life was messed up, but Jesus has fixed it. So she comes to our church. <laughs> and she thinks I'm crazy. And she, so, and I, I don't know whether Barbara remembers this or Betty remembers this, but I remember Nancy comes in. Now, you understand my sister Nancy. Well, she's real timid. See, timid, timidity is, a, is fear. It's a spirit of fear. So I said, Nancy, come up here with me. And she's like, uh-huh. I'm going to come up there with you. I said, you're going to pray with me. I don't, I don't want to pray. I don't want to pray. I don't want to pray. <laughs> I said, well, get in my hand, and we're going to pray in tongues. In front of everybody? In front of everybody? Yes. <laughs> you see, she's going to go home tonight to the devil. And I got to get her ready to go home when the devil tries to come back. See, I laid hands on Brooke, and I can't, she spit, Brooke spit blood in my face. I grabbed that little two-year-old, and she grabbed, uh, and spit blood in my face. Oh, that's the devil. You said, how does the devil get in a two-year-old? Because it was in mom and dad. If, my, if the devil's in the house, it's going to get in your kids. It's getting your dog. It's getting your fish. It's getting everything you own. You don't want the devil in your house, you're going to run him out of you. I'm preaching better than you, amen. And so I get Nancy up here, and, and I said, Nancy, walk with me. And she goes, oh, I don't, I'm embarrassed. I said, shut up and pray. I said, I can't hear you. I said, turn around and pray in tongues. Bob says, resist. The devil. Not, not go to bed with the devil. Resist the devil. The Bible says righteous are bold. The bold is a lie. Bold. Bold. You have authority over all the work of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means harm you. But see, I can't, I can't keep, I can't cast the devil out of your daughter every morning. I can't come to your house and drive the devil out of your head every day of your life. You, you've got to do that. God ain't never going to do nothing about the devil in your life. You must do something. And about the devil. And the fact that you have trouble with him doesn't mean that you're strange. You must be bad. No, you must be normal. Listen, the devil doesn't bother people who are not. If, if the devil's bothering you, it's because you're something. You're a child of God. You have the name of Jesus. You're washing the blood. That's why he bothers you. That's a good place to say amen. Now, the ones of you that never have any trouble with the devil, we just get saved. You say, well, I want trouble with the devil. Well, you don't want to live with him forever, do you? And you might want to leave him alone. You might want to run him off. Okay, never mind. So Nancy, Nancy, let's come back to Nancy. I got poor Nancy. I got her up here timid and shy, and I left her there. But I mean, after about 10 minutes, Nancy's walking along going, I said, now right now, you're in the name. In the name. 
In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You are, my, my daughter will live and not die. My daughter will live and not die. And I have authority over all the work of the enemy. And no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against me in judgment, I condemn it and prove it to be wrong. The Bible says he has given me a spirit of the faith. He gave me his faith. I have his faith. I have his name. I have his spirit. By the time I got through with Nancy, do y'all remember that? I mean, she's up there praying like a crazy woman. And I'm going to tell you the story I told on Wednesday night. I called Nancy the other day. Brooke, and I'm going to tell you the story. I, whether we get done or not, I'm just going to tell you the story. Nancy had to, had to use her faith on Brooke. She had to walk through it. I mean, when Brooke would start acting, you know, not, not normal, Nancy would speak to Satan, you will not have my daughters. She has the mind of Christ and the wisdom of God. And God told her to get Nancy out of the public school because the public school branded her retarded. Well, God says she has the mind of Christ, not retarded. Are y'all out there to go home? If you're not ready for a fight, you better get ready for a fight. You want victory? You better learn to fight. So during the time, Brooke's getting better and better and better, better and better. Finally, one day, Nancy says, it's time for Brooke to get a job. Well, Nancy is going to take Brooke to Friday's so she can be a hostess because Nancy is looking at Brooke. And about all you're ever going to be able to do is be a hostess at Friday's. Well, on the way there, Nancy takes her to a couple restaurants and they didn't hire her because she doesn't act like most girls. So, so the Lord said to Nancy, ask her what she wants to do. And Nancy said, Brooke, what are you, where do you want to work? She said, I want to work in a bridal store. And Nancy's going, oh, glory. How's she ever going to do that? So she said, okay. So she takes her to a bridal shop. And Brooke goes in and doesn't come out for three hours. Finally, Nancy gets worried and goes, what have you done with my daughter? And Brooke comes out, I'm hired. Nancy's like, there's a God. Brooke becomes the number one salesperson. She's been studying bridal all her life. Doesn't matter what the devil says about you. Doesn't matter what the devil says about your kids. I'm just getting started. So Brooke works for a bridal store. One day, Brooke gets the bright idea to start her own store. Well, retarded people don't have stores. But they started one anyway. Last year, they made $1.3 million. They are booked into March. They're starting a second store. Brooke has started a business. Come on now, don't, come on now, come on. I mean, I, I, mean, I called Nancy. She said, I, I, need, I need managers who will get off the phone. She said, I need workers. I'm excited for what God has done. But it was not without a fight, y'all. It was not without a fight. Well, we fight 
a good fight. What is a good fight? It's a fight we win. We win. We always win. He always causes us to triumph. Greater is he who's inside you. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells inside you. But he's, he's not doing anything unless you're doing something. Are y'all ready? Are y'all ready? I'm, I'm fixing to go to the next scripture right now. I got another scripture for you. Don't tell me what time it is. I don't want to know. John 14, 16. I haven't even gotten to my first scripture yet. And then I got to put up with Mark next week. That'll be good. I will let him have my pulpit for a week. Never mind. And I'm going to pray the Father and he'll give you another helper. And he'll abide with you until you screw up. Aren't you glad the Holy Ghost don't come and go? I'm amazed he hangs around me. I'm amazed he hangs around you too, so don't look at me in that tone of voice. <laughs> the spirit of what? Now, I'm, I'm going to say something. I don't want you to get mad at me. Until you're filled with the Spirit and speak in tongues, you don't know truth. You have a philosophy. That's why there's no miracles in those churches, and that's why there's no victory. It isn't that God, they've rejected God the Father, and it's not because they've rejected the Son, but they have rejected God the Holy Ghost. God the Holy Ghost is God. And you need, he didn't ask you if you wanted him. It's not optional. You don't say, well, I want the engine and I want the transmission, but I don't think I want the gas. Well, you're going to be pushing the car. I'm going to tell you right now, that's not very good. This thing don't function without him. Your Christianity don't function without him because he's not only the spirit of might, but he's the spirit of truth. And that's why, that's the reason why Christians who don't speak in tongues, they don't know nothing. If you don't speak in tongues, you don't know nothing. It doesn't matter how good I preach, and I do preach good. But that's, a, that's, just, like a, that's just like a biscuit. You need to go home and go, So let me stop right now and tell you why we do that. Do y'all want to know why we do that? Do you know why? Well, I don't know why in the world I want to speak in a language I don't know. That was a dumb. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm saying. Well, you're not supposed to know what you're saying. God has to go past your dumb head. God has to help you. Wouldn't it be nice? You know, God can't answer a prayer. You don't ask. Well, I thought God could do anything. Well, if He could, He'd make you pay your tithes. God is not going to violate the will of any human. God is a free will agent, and he made you in his image, and he gave you free will. And you can go to hell, and it ain't his will. So what are you going to do if God requires you to ask him and you don't know what to say? Well, God, you want me to pray about it, and I don't know how to pray about it. I don't know another. He said, well, I'll come live inside of you, and I'll help you with your praying. What language do you want today? Swahili? Or Chinese. Let's, never mind. Y'all You say, well, you're strange. No, people who don't speak in tongues are strange. Everybody in the Bible spoke in tongues. 
in the New Testament. Paul spoke in tongues, Peter spoke in tongues, Mary spoke in tongues. Did you know that Mary had to get born again or she would have gone to hell? The mother of God. Woo, I'm deadly today. Anyway, so if you don't pray in tongues, you don't know truth because it's the Holy Spirit in you going, uh, have you thought about this scripture? And he goes, and you're like, no, I've never thought much about that scripture. Well, you might want to open your Bible and read it. That's what help you out. How many of y'all have ever had that happen? You're praying in the Spirit, and all of a sudden you're getting like a computer going to pop up, and another's going to pop up. That's God talking to you. Listen to him. He'll help you. <laughs> he didn't leave you alone. Without him, you're a mess. So am I. Whom the world can't receive it, neither sees him, knows him. And you know him, it dwells with you and it'll be in you. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote somebody from the world. And again, I don't want you to get mad at me. Oprah Winfrey. If you love her, get saved. I'm being serious. She wouldn't know God if he came down the street with a red hat on. And she said this, you have your truth and I have my truth. Oprah, you don't have a truth. And I don't have a truth either. There's only one truth. Jesus is the way and Jesus is the truth. You either have the truth or you don't have truth at all. Even the Pope said there's many ways to God. That's a lie from hell. That's not the truth. Don't anchor your soul to a man. Anchor your soul to the Word of God. Amen. Only way to know the truth is from the Word of God. Don't follow people. If people get off, don't follow them. Amen. Pray for them, but don't anchor to a human. Amen. Anchor to God. Amen. It'll never let you down. Anyway, I'm this whole truth thing, anyway. Go to 2 Corinthians 10. I'm not even going to get to the rest of my sermon. Though we walk in the flesh, we don't war according to our flesh. Say there's a war. And you're in it. The world is crazy. But don't go crazy with them. I'm not participating with them. They can have all the bad days they want. I'm not having one. The weapons of a warfare are not carnal. They're mighty in God to pull down strongholds. Where are the strongholds that Satan has built up? Read it, read it. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing, say, every thought into captivity. What are you supposed to be taking captivity? The, all of the thoughts in your head that are not from God. Why? Because Satan wants your thought life. That's the only way he can control you and rule your life is if he gets in your head and you let him in. He says, don't take the thought. If a thought comes, go, I'm not taking you. That's not God. No, I'm not having that thought. 
I'm not, I'm not asking you to change your circumstances. I'm asking you to change the way you think in the middle of your circumstance. Now let's talk about love. I fell out of love. You don't fall out of love. I fell in love. You don't fall in love. You had a thought. Oh, she's a fox. Mm-hmm. My God, look at that woman. My God. And now you're having feelings. Feelings. All these wonderful, I must be in love. Oh, my God. And you take her out on a date and she looks at you and says something. You go, what? And you start going, why did I marry this woman right here? I married the devil in red. I mean, this lady is crazy. And all of the thoughts and your feelings. Ah, I lost my loving feeling. Whoa, 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 that loving feeling. You never saw Top Gun. Well, what happened to the love? It didn't go anywhere. Love of God has shed abroad in your heart. It's just that you sat down and started thinking wrong. Lisa, when I met her, when after we got married, she was thoroughly convinced she'd married the wrong man. Well, I was convinced I married the wrong woman, so we were, but we're married, and just out of pride, we're going to make this thing work. She went home to her mom and said, I've messed up. And her mother was very wise. She said, well, get a piece of paper and go sit at the table. So Lisa reluctantly goes over and sits down at the table. And she says, I want you to write down all of the good qualities of your husband. And she started writing and writing and writing and writing. She said, Mom, what? I need another piece of paper. And she was right. I have many. She said, turn the paper over and write down what you don't like. And she scribbled it. She said, two bad things, 30 good. And she said, what is your problem? She turned the page over, started thinking of all the good things, and fell in love with me again. That's good preaching. What is wrong with us? We've allowed the devil in. Allow him in your head. Lisa's not perfect. And she's a good lady. She's a good woman. She's a great woman of God. Imperfect? Well, she must be smart. She married me. Is that right? Well, that was a good place for all of y'all to say amen. I'm waiting on another amen. I mean, that was weak. I want to do something so bad. I'm going to anyway. Go to 2 Corinthians 5. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. I, I want to go here because I, don't, I want to leave you with something before you go home today. Him whom, him, for he made him Jesus who knew no sin to be sin that we might become what? 
say righteous. Did you know I've never felt saved? I don't feel saved. I don't wait on a feeling, but I am saved. How do I know it? It says I am. Satan's number one ploy against you is to turn you in on yourself. Other people will turn on you, and then you will turn on you. How do you deal with that? If God is for you, if God made you righteous, and you are righteous. Now I'm not. I'm going to have to stop right here. We're going to. We're going to pick back up. But but the bread. He said, put on the whole armor of God. The first was truth. The second one is the breastplate of righteousness. Why? Because Satan is going to attack you in your character. You are no good. Who do you think you are to approach God with all your failures? What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do when that fight happens? I've been made righteous. What righteous? His. Say, he made me. As righteous as he is. Say, hey, devil. I'm washed in the blood. I've been made righteous. If God is for me, who could be against me? I am blessed coming in and going out. I plead the blood in Jesus' name. Now, why am I closing with this? This is where I've been trying to get all morning. Because the righteous are bold as a lion. Until you are established in it. You won't fight. You'll just whine. Why did something bad happen to me? Well, see, whining don't work. You're going to have to do like I taught Nancy. You're going to have to stand up and go, no. Satan said to Jesus, if you're the son of God, and no if about it. You see, if you don't, if you don't open your mouth No one can help you. You will lose the battle. If you're going to stay silent, you're going to lose. Well, what are you going to use for ammo? You better open your Bible up and grab a scripture and go, well, we'll start here, Satan. God made me righteous. I got one more. I got one more. Y'all ready? I mean, I'm I'm way out of time. You know what the helmet of salvation is? You know what it is? It's the hope. When it's all said and done, you're going to heaven. Your worst day, you're going to die and go to heaven. You say, well, I'm going to be the rapture. No matter whether you're raptured or not. Just think about this for a minute. I want you to think about, we're talking about putting on the breastplate of righteousness, the, 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 the truth as a belt. We hadn't gotten the sword of the spirit. We hadn't gotten the rest of the armor yet. But all of that armor was given to you to live victoriously. But the helmet, what is it? What is it? It's, it's a word we don't, we don't talk about much. Hope. We don't talk about heaven. But I'm going to tell you something. Soon, soon, if you're elderly, glory to God. Amen. Kenneth Copeland wants to live to be 120. Let him. <laughs> I don't want to live to I don't want to be 120. Not here. Are y'all out there? 
What is it? Hope. I don't care how bad your day is. <laughs> I'm going to heaven when I die. I'm going to meet Jesus. I'm going to see mom. I'm going to see Marshall. I'm going to see Gladys. Oh, my. I hope she doesn't try to stuff a, a, a bean up my nose again. <laughs> if you never met Gladys, you missed half your life. Soon. I look at the world today. I don't get depressed. I go, <laughs> it ain't long. That's good thought. I want you to do something. I'm leaving you with this. I want you to do something. Work on your soul. The saving of your soul. Spend time this week. Get your Bible out. Get your thoughts. God is for he cares about me. There's nothing going to happen to me that God and I can't fix. If he's on my side, he made me righteous. He loved me when I was not lovely. I'm blessed. That's a good day. You can just begin right there. And, just, and I'm telling you, every one of us in this room have to start grabbing our soul. Because the world out there is crazy. And they're constantly feeding into your soul. Sewage. What are we going to do if they send another balloon? What are we going to do if war breaks out? Go to heaven, I guess. I don't want to die. Well, you're going to. No reason to have a bad day. Say, I'm in a fight. It's a fight I win. I will win the battle for my soul. Is this good? Is this helping you? I'm only getting started. I, I am. I'm just getting started. We're, we're going to get in the Word of God. We're going to get into this. You're a warrior. God made you a winner. I, you can expect to win every battle. The Holy Spirit will never let you down. God knows you're in a fight. And he gave you the greatest warrior. The same spirit that raised Jesus from death, hell, and the grave lives on the inside of you. Father God, I thank you this morning as we close. I'm sitting here in the middle of your church. These are people you shed your blood and died for, people that you love. My job is to teach them the word and teach them truth. I have done the best that I can today to give them truth. I understand and you understand they have an enemy, and I want them to know they have an enemy, and the enemy is not them. And Father God, we've showed them from the word of God what to do about it. And I pray everybody in the sound of my voice would go home thinking this next week is going to be fantastic. I give you the praise and honor in Jesus' name. You say, but what about my circumstances? They follow your thoughts. As a man thinks, so is he. 
You want to be prosperous? You're going to have to be prosperous in your soul first. Healing sickness is spiritual. Conquer it in your soul. Your body is only responding to the way you think. If you're bitter, it'll kill your body. Get rid of it. If you have unforgiveness, it'll harm your body. Get rid of it. If you're depressed, it's not you. It's a devil. Drive him off. Satan will not stay in the presence of you worshiping God. And if God is for you, you can worship God. You have weapons. I want you to start using them. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big Give Now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.